Hello, and welcome back to uh, your favorite podcast and the best place to get the news that doesn't matter whatsoever, Board Guy Rambles Into Phone. This this episode brought to you by the Steep Financial Crisis. Anyways, uh, we're just going to completely ignore that entire fact and move on to everything else we have to talk about, and there's actually quite a bit. Because we just had NXT TakeOver Portland last night, to uh, Raw and SmackDown, WrestleMania 29 to talk about, and we're just going to gloss over the fact that AEW has a pay-per-view this weekend, because who gives a fuck? Not me. Uh, so, uh, let's talk about NXT TakeOver Portland, shall we? Uh, which is now... a well, two nights ago, technically. It's Tuesday now. Uh, I mean, overall, a pretty good show, as all takeovers usually are. Uh, I wouldn't put it at the top of the list or anything, but uh, there wasn't much about it that I didn't like, for the most part. Uh, I mean, some things had their problems, some things did not. Uh, show started with Poppy singing two songs, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, she's not a, she's not bad, she just sings really softly, so I don't really understand her half the time. It's like, my, my thing is with music, like, if I, like, if I actually went and listened to those songs, it would be fine, but... Uh, ba- like, my thing with concerts that I go to is if I don't know the band, thus I don't know their music, I have no idea what their fuck, what the fuck they are singing. Like, I need to know the songs to know what I'm listening to, otherwise it's just a bunch of g- g- people playing really loud music and singing something that I, I can't make out the words because I don't know what, what they're saying. At all. Uh, that's why I go to concerts of bands that I know, because I know what they're singing, because I know the words. <laughs> so, this doesn't really work for me, and she, she sings so softly. Uh, fun fact, I remember one of the concerts I went to, and one of these, one of the bands, the, the singer kept commenting on, like, he asked, like, the, the crowd, like, how many people knew who they were, and he's like, that's not enough people! And it's like, maybe be better. That band was called Filter. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, the first match was Keith Lee defending against Dominic Dijakovic, and this match was great. Uh, I still think the last match they had on the NXC TV was a, a bit better than this, but this match was great. Uh, I mean, it's Keith Lee, and it's Dominic Dijakovic, so... Uh, I remember when I first saw Dijakovic in NXT, I'm like, he had like a three-minute match. This is before they really, like, before he actually did things. He just, this is really great when he signed. I'm like, you know, in that three minutes of whatever he just did, that was more interesting than anything I ever saw of him, saw of him in ROH for the six months that I watched ROH for a minute back whatever freaking year that was that ROH was on television. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee retained. That's not a surprise. Uh, 
that cannonball onto Lee, onto the chair. That was ridiculous. And, uh, I mean, Keith Lee is just ridiculous in general. <laughs> Give him all the things. Let's just put all the titles on Keith Lee at the same time. Why the fuck not? Uh, I don't know about Match of the Night, but close, if it's not. Uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. This match was good until the end. Uh, there's a couple things that took me out of it. near, And both of the... All of it was really near the end. First off, the second they had this match put on second, I'm like... I was thinking this during Lee versus Dijakovic. I'm like, whatever's on after this is... I pity them. Because... Yeah, that's... That's not gonna go very well. No matter who it is. I'm like... Please don't put Takita... Takita? La Femme Takita. That's a, that's a new movie. Uh, Dakota versus Tegan next. Please don't put them next. That's the... That's, anything but that match should be next. That would be the worst thing. And of course they did it. I'm like, of course they did. Like, this is the death spot. Like, the crowd's gonna be dead. And like... So many people are hating on this feud just for the fun of it. So, I mean, like, you, you're going to put that on next to this? You're, you're, you're setting them up to fail. Thankfully, thankfully Dakota attacked Tegan. Every time I'm saying Tegan now, I'm saying the Tegan now or some shit. Anyways. Uh, anyway. Uh, thankfully, Dakota attacked Tegan during her entrance. I'm like, like, when Tegan entered, I'm like, please attack her. The, the, she needs to attack her now. If You need to start this off hot. And, other than just having them go to the ring, that's not going to be it. And thankfully she did. Pretty much everything they did to each other in this match was vicious. Like, if, if it, at least it sounded that way. Like, every, every hit sounded like they just, like, broke something. Uh... Like, especially when they were, before they even got to the ring, and then they DDT'd her on the barricade and whatnot. And the only th part that took me a little out of it near the end is was the chain part. It was like, Tegan got the chain and started attacking Dakota's leg with this, and then, like... <sighs> okay, I appreciate this, but first off... Do... Do we really think you need a chain to, to beat Dakota Kai? I don't, I don't really think so. Like, any of this, like, half of the stuff that she did to her, to, to, to Dakota, like, up until this point, that would have beaten her. <laughs> All of a sudden, no. But then, yeah, she, like, started attacking Dakota's leg with a chain, then hit the shiniest wizard once or twice... Like she tried to hit hit a knee while Dakota's head was in a chair at some point, but that missed. Uh, Dakota's use of duct tape was amusing. Uh, and 
So apparently Tegan just decided, no, nah, I'm not going to win this match. I could easily win this match because, I mean, after the Shiniest Wizard, the first one or the second one, if there were two, I don't even remember if there were two. Doesn't matter. She could have won. She decided she didn't feel like it. She instead decided she wanted to kill Dakota instead, apparently. Because murder is legal in wrestling, apparently. And because there were, I mean, there was a table outside that nobody had gone through. And if there's a table, someone has to go through it. Like, they're not going to set up a table and have no one go through it. Even if that ends up happening after the match, it will be used. So, uh, the fact that it had not been used meant the match was obviously not over. So, she set Dakota up on the table. And then she put the chair around Dakota's neck. I'm like, okay, so you're going to kill her. Like I said. Uh, could have just won the match. Like, I, like, I know Dakota's going to win. I'm like, there's no way that whatever Tegan's about to do is going to happen. This isn't going to happen. So, I'm just like, well, Dakota's just going to get up. I don't really see why they bothered putting the chair around her neck, because the I'm like, well, that's probably not a thing. Like, so out walks Raquel Gonzalez, right, formerly Reina Gonzalez, and it's gonna be really annoying to say Raquel. Uh, and seriously, Raquel Gonzalez, this is what you, this is what you did here. This random person that we haven't seen. And who knows how long. Apparently she broke Karen Q's leg. The past nine months or so. Uh, so. First off. I mean yeah Dakota needed to win but. Now you just had some random helper. Didn't even seem like Dakota knew this was going to happen. So some random person just came out and helped her. Why? Like, if you're going to have someone help her, have it be someone we we see on television. You're just you're just doing more to set this up to fail. Like, if Dakota had just won this match without De Ra Raina it, or Raquel, excuse me, that would have been good. It's like so many people are eagerly trying to hate on this match just for fun. So. At this point, like you can't adding in a bullshit finish isn't gonna isn't gonna help them. God knows that a uh, trash can with legs of is a meme now that's going to exist for the rest of time, just because they put a trash can on Tegan put a trash can on Dakota and it just like went completely over her. It just looked like she. A walking trash can. It's a droid from Star Wars. They're just looking for an excuse to call Dakota trash for reasons which they created in their own mind. Uh, if we're being perfectly honest. But, I mean, you put the shitty finish here, so whatever. Uh, moving on. Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano did nothing for me. I'm sorry, but it... Uh, I mean, I, I love Finn Balor, but... 
No. Like, I wasn't excited for this match. Like, if you listen to my podcast predictions of it, you know I forgot to even mention it originally. Like, I had to go back and add in a prediction for it because I forgot to mention it when I went through the matches. And I was looking right at it on Wikipedia's match listing, and I still forgot to say anything about it. That's how much I didn't care. It pains me because I love Finn Balor. I just don't give a fuck about Gargano. And he continues to prove me prove to me why I don't care about him. Now, like, now it's partway into this match where Finn gets a knee bar on Gargano, and then it's in for a, a fair amount of time. I don't know exactly how long. And after he gets out, he promptly forgets that he now has a, a leg injury to sell. Like, he continues to go on for the rest of this match, and his leg is fine. He sold it, like, one time within the first 30 seconds, and that was it. But he did a bunch of things that require, require his legs, and then just, no. Also, this match was excessively too long. Like, I didn't realize how long this match was at the time, but like I when I went back I went back last night and I listened to Twitwow's live reactions to this match, and I kept waiting for them to mention this knee bar that I'm mentioning because my my one takeaway is Johnny Gargano for, failed to sell his leg, so we should just call him Gargano no sell, or something like that, and I'm like I'm waiting for this this to happen and. It took so long for that knee bar to happen. I'm like, I I was just astounded at how much match happened before this knee bar because there was so much more match after it. It must have been like smack dab in the middle. Yeah, and it just did a bunch of shit. It was like, do you have to do like every single move in your arsenal? And then some to beat Johnny Gargano. I'm just like, why? This match could have been like 12 minutes shorter. Probably. I don't even remember almost anything in the before the knee bar. Like, this match starts at the knee bar. There's like 10 minutes before it that isn't even relevant. Because I don't remember a thing before it. You didn't need... Clearly, you didn't need any of that. Like, this this has to stop. Like, you just had the... You basically had two matches on this show that were the same match. Just, I mean, they weren't the same match, but they were the same match. Finn and Gargano and Ciampa and Cole were basically the same match. Like, you took... All those matches that Cole and Gargano had last year that were all excessively long. And you... Now, whoever has matches with either of them are going to have far too long matches now. Because they're going to do it with both of them now. It seems. Uh, yeah. And, like... We'll, we'll get to the other match later. In a bit. But... 
Uh, yeah. So, thankfully, Finn won. That's about it. Like, let's... No, Finn needs to move on to better things, because I, I don't need another match between them. Well, we're not getting another match between them, thankfully. But. Rhea versus Bianca. I'm almost surprised this is just as long as Dakota versus Tiggy. It didn't feel like it. This match felt short. Now, the one problem is I... I okay, so WWE Network, especially on the app, it is... It has terrible navigation, like, between, like, you cannot fast forward. It's like, I, I started watching it, like, an hour and a half after the show started. So, like, I was just fast forwarding between the matches because I was at work, and I didn't want, like, I wanted to be able to finish watching the show before I left. And I would not have been able to do that if I just watched straight through and just watched everything and all the advertisements, all the entrances and all that. So, I was just trying to skip ahead. It's terrible. Like, especially on the on your phone. I, it's better on, on, on PS4 and all that, because, I mean, you have a controller, it's easy. On your phone, it has no button to press. You just kind of have to, like, drag the meter, like, along the thing, the, uh, what's it, the, the I guess you could call it the scrubber or something. Call it scrubbing. Whatever. Uh, you just kind of have to drag the cursor over. But it's live. So when you move it from where it is currently, when you move it, it's not when you... It, it'll change to a different time. Like, like, if you're at five minutes, but it's live, you move it to what says four, four minutes and 30 seconds, for example, it'll go to, like, it'll, t it'll go further ahead than that, because, I mean, it's also taking the fact that it's live, and it's adding time to this, so you, you want to go 30 seconds ahead, well, it's going 30 seconds ahead, and however long it took you to move, to move that, that cursor from 5 minutes to 4 minutes 30 seconds, or something like that. Regardless, I kept moving this thing around to try to find, like, an entrance for Rhea or Bianca, it skipped past to uh, them talking about the fact that Charlotte accepted Rhea's challenge. I'm like, well, fuck, I already know who won that match. I mean, I assumed I knew who won that match, but great. That was the match I was most looking forward to. So thank you, WWE Network. You fucking failed. Get better navigation on your fucking apps. You stupid motherfuckers. Anyways. Uh, I mean, the match was good. Uh, no real complaints about it, other than I wish Bianca had kicked out of the first Riptide at the very least. I guess I didn't notice that her face hit the turnbuckle before this happened, but still. It wasn't like a full Riptide. She just kind of pulled her out of the corner and did it. I'm like, could you... At least kick, let her kick out of one. And then have a little more match and then hit it for real. Not too much to ask. I mean, like, I know she wasn't going to win, but this match should have been longer. It wasn't a bad match. They both did well. Uh, but 
it should have been a liner. And to be honest, Bianca should have won. But whatever. I just wish this match was longer. That's about all I could say about it. Uh, Broser Waits versus Undisputed Era. Surprise, this match went fifth. I was expecting this to be much earlier. Uh, first off, you it's Kathy Kelly's last night in the company, and you made her talk to Roderick Strong, of all people? Person who can't work a mic if he tried? That's very nice of you. Then he told her to leave forever. Basically, it's like now you're now you're basically saying that Roderick Strong tells people to leave forever, and they actually do. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean this match was really good. I I'm happy Broserweights won. Bobby Fish needs to not have really gray hair because that was distracting as fuck. Uh, but yeah, I mean I don't have much to say about it other than it was good. And I'm happy that the Bros. Rights won the titles. It is what it is. I mean, like, it's not match, It's not a match of the year contender or anything like that. It's a good match. I Like, I literally have nothing to say about it. Champa versus Cole. Another goddamn 30-minute match. It's longer... I mean, it was longer than Gargano versus Finn by a few minutes, but... Okay, so all these so are they just gonna have thirty minute main events now for everything? Because it's not necessary. It's the same freaking formula now for every goddamn Adam Cole match or Johnny Gargano match. I'm gonna say I like this better than the Gargano ones because I I but that's probably just because I'm biased and I like Champa. Whereas I don't care about Gargano. So, I mean, that's bias, too. So, there's a little bias there. I'm not not going to... Uh, not going to lie. Uh, it's the same freaking formula. They just do a bunch of moves, hit like 80,000 super kicks, and uh, Panama Sunrise is out the ass. They got to get all their shit in. And, like, you know... The match isn't over if Undisputed Era hasn't uh, interfered yet. It's like it's 20 minutes in and that hasn't happened yet. Like, well, this is all great and all what you're doing, but who cares? Because, you know, you we know nothing's going to happen and this match won't end until all your, all your bros come out and try to help you. And then they have to... And then the... Then your opponent has to take out all your bros because that's always going to happen. They're going to—he's going to take out all three of them, and then Adam Cole is going to get back to beating you because after you take out all three of them, then you're distract. Then you're finally actually distracted. Uh, oh, but then there's a rough bump, of course, uh, because there has to be. But and then, of course, opponent hits finisher on Adam Cole, but there's no referee. Of course. And lo and behold, here's freaking Johnny Gargano, which I called, which I knew this was going to happen before it happened too. Uh, 
I'm like, I'm watching this match. I'm like, you know, it, they're 100% definitely going to do Cole, or they're definitely going to do Gargano versus Ciampa at the next show. They're definitely going to do it. Like, there's no way they're not going to do this match at the TakeOver before Mania like they were supposed to do last year. And Gargano lost, so Gargano cannot be in a title match that doesn't wouldn't make any fucking sense. So I'm like, Gargano's going to turn on him, isn't he? And I'm like, sure enough, there it is. I'm like, of course, of course that happened. Like, I totally didn't know that was going to happen. And I'm like, so you had to do all, you had to have this 29-minute match so Johnny Gargano could hit him in the face with the freaking title belt and then lose anyway. <laughs> you need a 30-minute match for that? Really? Like, granted, I'm, I will call it better than the Gargano, Trump, Gargano Cole ones because I like Champa and I don't care about Gargano, but, I mean, it's still a freaking 30-minute match, so that didn't need to be 30 minutes. Like, you could have done that in 20. 20-minute 20 matches are fine. Why do you need them to be 30? It's not an Iron Man match. Don't make them, and don't make all the main events Iron Man matches either, because that fuck that too. And you're gonna make them all two out of three falls matches. God knows how many two out of three falls matches we had last year. So, like the best match of the last year, last ten years was 18 minutes and 22 seconds. You really need to, you need to keep doing these 30 minute matches and calling them the be- some of the best matches of all time. Fuck off with that shit. Come on. Anyways, uh. I at least got my prediction right of saying that Cole, uh, Gargano and Ciampa doesn't need the title because they're just gonna do it anyway. <laughs> now that, it, now that uh, Gargano turned on them, so Gargano's the heel now. Whip, yippee! So I mean, we can pretty much count on uh, Dream versus Cole and Gargano versus Ciampa. There's two matches. Uh, probably just a rematch for the tag titles, I would say. I don't think Rhea defends. Oh, I, I should mention that Charlotte attacked her afterwards, accepted the challenge. I already, I mean, I already said that she accepted the challenge. I just didn't mention that she attacked her afterwards. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think Rhea's going to defend on Tampa. It doesn't really make any sense why, considering she's defending on Mania against uh, Charlotte. Please let Bianca just end up in the match somehow. I don't really know why she would. She lost clean, but... Come on. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you're just going to have more to keep I, doing it again, for fuck's sake. Dakota versus Tegan. God. Dakita. It's a mixture of their names. Dakita. Tegan and Dakota. Dakita. They're probably just going to have another match there, because Dakota won. And then you're going to have some bullshit Raquel Gonzalez shit involved in this too now, for fuck's sake. Uh, Finn versus Keith Lee? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, for, for Tampa. 
Anyways, that's TakeOver Portland. It was a mostly good show with some crap, but mostly good. Uh, eh. I don't, I don't know where you rank it. Probably in terms of all every takeover, probably middle of the pack. Really don't know if there's anything on that show besides Lee versus Djokovic that I would watch again. After, now that I've, I mean, I I watched four of those matches twice last night, but that's because I was showing those matches to someone else. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's TakeOver Portland. Let's, uh, I'm going to pause here, just because we're about 29 minutes into this, and I have plenty of more things to talk about, so give me a second. Anyways, uh, you know what, before we go to Raw and SmackDown, let's uh, talk about WrestleMania 29 first. Uh, change things up a little bit. So I don't, uh, I mean, two things pretty much the same every week. So let's change things up a little bit. Also, I want to mention that when I, I, I realized sometime last week that when I talked about WrestleMania 24, I completely glossed over the fact that Kane beat Chavo Guerrero in seven seconds to win the ECW title. And when I talked about WrestleMania 25, I completely forgot that JBL beat Rey Mysterio, or Rey Mysterio beat JBL to win the Intercontinental Championship in 21 seconds, and then JBL quit. They were less than 30 seconds in match time, so you can realize why I forgot to talk about them. Anyways, I just thought I'd throw that out there, because why not? Uh, WrestleMania 25, New York, New Jersey. Uh, love the stage for this one, by the way. Uh... The Shield versus Big Show, Randy Orton, and Sheamus happened, and while the match wasn't super great or anything, because Big Show and Sheamus, uh, it's The Shield's first WrestleMania. I mean, they won, and uh, I love their entrance. This is one of, I mean, like, their entrance through the crowd at WrestleMania is like one, like, especially this one was... Uh, really awesome. It's one of this, like one of the things on the show that I, that's most memorable. To, memorable, to be honest. Uh, <clears throat> Big Show turned heel for the millionth time after the match. Nothing else is surprise. Nothing surprising there. Mark Henry beat Ryback. Yeah, that happened. Uh, I think it's because Ryback couldn't pick him up or something, if I remember correctly. I don't remember this match. I don't watch it anymore. Hell no! Beat Dolph Ziggler and Big E. Because this match didn't make any fucking sense as to why this was happening. It just kind of happened. Like, I don't... I don't know. It, it happened. It was there. Uh, Fandango beat Jericho. Yeah, that happened. As we know. It. Yeah. Just like, why? Who cares? 
Oh, here's everyone's favorite. It's Jack Swagger again. Jack Swagger ruins lives. He hates. He's terrible. He's so fucking terrible. And I have to talk about him again. Trying to win the world title from another person who's fucking terrible. All everyone in this match is terrible besides the guy who plays Zeb Coulter. His name I can't currently think of. But regardless, Alberto Del Rio is fucking terrible. His matches are boring as fuck. All he does is work over your fucking arm, and it's boring as hell. And he's a terrible, terrible human being. Jack Swagger is a terrible, terrible wrestler and a terrible human being. And they had a match against each other. And it was just your stereotypical conservative guy against Mexicans. Which, we have that enough in real life. Fucking terrible conservative human beings being fucking racist! And this, uh, this first off, this match... Like, I wanted to kind of support the Jack Swagger character here for a second, and only because it pissed off Glenn Beck for some reason. And it's like, Glenn Beck, you're a fucking conservative psychopath. Why are you against, why are you against this? This is, like, exact an exact representation of you terrible kind of people that you are! You, you're fucking racist! This guy represents you! So I'm like, for some reason, I kind of want to support this guy. Not the guy, but support this ex's existence because apparently it pisses you off for some reason. We all know if it pisses off conservatives, it's a good thing. Anything that pisses off a conservative is a good thing because conservatives need to be pissed off at all times. Because if they're happy, then the world is shit. And if they're mad, then the world is less shit. Conservatives are terrible human beings. Let that be a life lesson to you. If they're pissed off, you're doing something right. Except for the fact that you're also, in this case, you're you're doing something right, but you're also doing something wrong. I did not give a fuck about either of these guys. Uh, and uh, Swagger got busted for drugs of, uh, in, before during this, had a DUI. And you still gave him this match. Good job. You didn't just like... And like, you didn't have Dolph cash in after this match. You had him do it the next night. I've been... I'm, at this point, like, I was a huge Dolph Ziggler fan at this point. I hate him now, so this is... This, at this point, it's funny. Because at this point, now I don't give a single fuck about him. But in 2013, I freaking love the guy and he like him being money in the bank mr money in the bank is the only thing that was like excite the only thing exciting about wrestling for me at the, this point it was the only thing that i cared about nothing else was happening this everything leading to this besides the shield being awesome everything else leading to this wrestlemania was shit and like I was bored off my bored off my ass for six months. Like he won the Money in Bank in middle of June. Now I'm I'm a wrestling fan and I'm a hockey fan, and this was during the freaking hockey lockout for 
that they had a lockout for four months up until January of this year. Like I, so that, so there was no hockey. So I'm concentrating solely on wrestling for longer than I'm used to. Cause I, it's only normally the summer months that I'm concentrating solely on wrestling now. And then wrestling was, and I was concentrating on wrestling. Wrestling was boring as fuck. This is like, this is the only thing I had. I'm like, is self cashing in yet? I'm like looking at my watch. It's like, has it cashed in yet? Has it cashed in yet? Has it cashed in yet? And no, no, he hasn't. I'm like, we got to WrestleMania and he was still ha- still had it. So obviously he's gonna cash in on WrestleMania, right? Right? Like the least you could do is have him cash in here on WrestleMania. What the fuck else is the point of him still having it for this fucking long? You did it the next fucking night. You're lucky I made it. I ended up being home that day to see it. I've been so pissed off if I found out about that uh, before I got before I even watched it, because there's a good chance I would have, because, like, I went to my friend's house the next day, and thankfully, I got such a huge headache that day that I went home, and then presumably took aspirin, and then I ended up watching Raw Live. Normally, I wouldn't, I would have still been at my friend's house at that time. Like, thank, thank fuck that I've had such a massive headache that I got home to see that, because the, that was like the only time, only thing I was looking forward to for like five months in wrestling, and then a a day later, Jack Swagger kicks him in the fucking head and gives him a fucking concussion, and he's off of TV for two months or so, and he loses the title in his first title defense while I'm there live. Fuck Jack Swagger and fuck Alberto Del Rio. May they both burn in hell. God. Uh, Undertaker beat CM Punk. It was fine. Nothing special about it. There was nothing special about the feud either. He just kind of carried the urn around. And for a while, and then until he, uh, dropped, until he, like, spread the ashes against himself for, on the last week, there was really no heat of Paul Bear. Uh, yeah, there's really nothing special about this match, except for the live, for Living Color performing CM Punk's, uh, theme song. That was awesome. That's, all. that's, uh, that's it. Uh, Triple H versus Brock Lesnar happened, and nobody cares! Like, we didn't need the first match, we didn't need the second match, I think they had a third match, and fuck that. Fuck all this. None of the big matches on the show are any good. Like, Undertaker versus CM Punk's not a bad match, it's just there, though. And... Also, by the way, they had Chris Christie here. Like, they had something about, I think it's Hurricane Sandy or something. Like, they had survivors there. Like, do not bring Chris Christie to your shows. Chris Christie is a terrible human being, too. Come on. Zeb Coulter is played by Dutch Mantel. I just remembered his name. 
Anyways, uh, The Rock versus C uh, versus John Cena again for the title this time. Yeah, once in a lifetime. Suddenly not. Cena won after they did 80 million finishers to each other. I don't even remember this match. I definitely was not paying attention to this match half the time. Remember a few years, a few weeks ago when I think it was for WrestleMania 26 that I mentioned talking to a, this guy about how Edge didn't have like any good WrestleMania matches or something while I was at a friend's house and like, like this is the first time I talked to this guy ever. It, it was during this show. It wasn't during 26. It was during this show. I don't know if that conversation happened during this main event, but yeah, like that guy was there and I'm like, yeah, this, this guy has terrible wrestling opinions. So when I'm, when I'm around people who have terrible wrestling opinions, only pain can come from that because no, uh, I don't deal with that kind of shit. Anyways, that's WrestleMania 29. The show was terrible, outside of a few bright spots. But, yeah, it's, it's a bad show. So, SmackDown and Raw. Wait a second. Now, SmackDown was mostly good. Uh, didn't watch it live, but I watched most of it back afterwards. Carmella was on Moment of Bliss. Bailey interrupt, interrupts her and uh, basically owned her on the mic. Because Bailey can talk. Who knew? Everyone. Uh, well, Bailey is terrible on the microphone. Yeah. She's so bad. She's cringe. Of all those years of hearing how cringy she is on the freaking microphone. Yeah, fuck off. We heard... There's plenty of people who are terrible on the, on the mic. Maybe she'd been playing a character the whole fucking time. Anyways, yeah, uh, this match, uh, Bailey Carmella happened in the beginning, and it was good. Uh, kind of wish that she didn't win by uh, using the ropes, but other than that, it was really good. Pro quite possibly the best best match of Carmella's life. Quite possibly. Uh, amazing what people can do when they're allowed to. And not when they're pushed to look like a joke while they're the champion. Anyways. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, good match. Bailey won. Naomi attacked her afterwards. Well, they both attacked her afterwards. Naomi came out right away. They uh, they both want... They both still want Bailey. Obviously, Naomi still wants Bailey because Naomi hasn't had a title match yet. So obviously, Naomi still wants Bailey. But Carmella still wants Bailey. That's not a surprise. 
Uh, Bailey's going to defend at Super Showdown, which we already kind of knew. They just didn't mention it. They will have a number one contenders match this coming Friday on SmackDown. And, well, I mean, I assume Naomi is going to win that, but I could first see Carmella winning that. I don't really see, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Bailey interfering in that. I don't really know why she would, because she'd have to realize that's going to end up in a triple threat if she does. I don't think she wants a triple threat match. I mean, apparently she's fine with having a match uh, defending titles, so that's cool. Uh, but uh, she doesn't seem like someone would, who would want a triple threat match. Uh so, I'm going to assume Naomi will win that. Because, I mean, Carmella has already had a match, so... doesn't make sense to have Carmella do it again. Or have another match. That just doesn't make any sense. Uh, if they're going to have a triple threat match, I can see that happening at Chamber, but I don't, I don't think you're going to have a triple threat match at Super Showdown. Even if it's for a, a dumb reason, like they will only allow two women to compete in Saudi Arabia and not three. But, uh, which I mean, again, that would be a stupid reason. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume Naomi is going to get that match. I'm. I don't think Naomi would win there. I think Bailey would win kind of similarly to how she beat Carmella. Maybe not using the ropes, but like kind of, kind of cheaty in some way. In some fashion that Naomi still wants another match afterwards, basically is what I mean. And maybe at Chamber they have a triple threat. I would say, I mean, you know I would say Elimination Chamber, but... We'll get to it. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll get some more of this later. Let's just move on to the rest of the SmackDown and Raw and stuff. Uh, I mean, Sheamus beat Shorty G and Apollo. Chad Gable. Excuse me. I said something stupid there. I didn't say that. That never happened. Uh, it, it was Chad Gable. Anyways, that match happened... Uh, Sami Zayn and Cesaro's concert was hilarious. If for no other reason they made fun of the Sedin twins at the end, and anything that makes fun of uh, Vancouver hockey players that I used to make fun of myself, yes. Elias comes out, and he's like, hey, I'm fellow Canuck Elias Pedersen. He's like, that guy's on my fantasy hockey team. Good job. I must name him... We could have named our team Walk with Elias, but we didn't. Uh, anyways. So that was amusing. Uh, Lacey has an interview this week. We know what's happening there, clearly. There, I mean, Lacey hasn't been on TV in, since Rumble, basically. So, well, no, she was in that Fatal 4-Way, I think. Was she? I don't even remember. I don't even care. Uh, either she was in that Fatal 4-Way or she hasn't been on TV. It doesn't matter. Uh, Sasha's coming back now. 
and we know why Sasha has been gone now. It's almost like her injury was never real. Like I've been saying. It's almost like my conspiracy theory was true. They've been keeping her off of TV for a reason. Because she's doing a different television show at the time. And while she's been traveling with them and keeping up her, her scheduled appearances, she can't wrestle because she needed to be in that TV show so they couldn't have anything happen to her potentially while she was wrestling. So she could be in that show that she was contracted to be in. Who called it? I called it. She's been saying her, her, her injury, or that she needs to be 125%, but she was only 100%. The next day she said she was 102%. That means she gets better 2% a day. That means in seven days after that, she uh, she would be 114%. That was two a week ago Friday, so that would mean that within two weeks she would be at... Uh, she was at 102% a week ago from Friday. So that me means that this coming Wednesday, she will be at 125%, which means she will be back on television this Friday on SmackDown. Math. Use it. Now, I, I'm. we didn't see her get hurt. We don't need to see her get hurt. If we don't see her get hurt... She's probably not hurt. People are saying she got hurt from that senton from Dana Brooke that might have hurt her arm. She has a quote-unquote ankle injury. No, she doesn't. She's wearing gigantic heels while having an ankle injury. No. No. Presumably, you have to. You should. You probably need strong ankles to to be able to wear those and not be in pain. You might still be in pain. I don't know. I've never worn heels, but from what I've heard from people who have, is that sometimes heel they hurt to wear. So, uh, anyways, there was no injury. Uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan beat John Morrison and The Miz. Aaron Corbin did some shit. Uh, there was th were three instances of static, weird ass static happening during this show, and like uh, during three of the matches, I think. One time, coincidence. Two times, no. Three times, definitely not. This is something. I don't know what it is yet, but it's something. Don't know when, when we're going to find out. It could just be The Undertaker. Regardless. Oh, uh, Firefly Funhouse was fun. Whatever the hell was next to him wasn't so much. That guy doesn't actually exist. That guy's... a that guy is an ambulatory trash heap. 
So forget the dumpster fires, but Bray Wyatt is awesome. Uh, still Bray, still Fiend versus Goldberg. Fuck that. No, but that's besides the point. Uh, that is basically SmackDown, and I guess Goldberg is going to be on it live this week instead of via satellite. Uh, Lacey's interview, which Sasha will interrupt, will happen. The, the number one contenders match will happen. So, I mean, those are the, the few major things that are happening on SmackDown. Not going to talk about too much of Raw, to be honest. I, don't, I only watched some of it, and there wasn't much to talk about. Really, it's just uh, the Raw women are getting the Elimination Chamber. I can't, I don't really know why. It's 100% unnecessary. Uh, it's uh, Shayna, Asuka, Natalia, and the Riot Squad, basically. It's, there's no drama to this match. Everyone knows Shayna's winning. There's no, nothing about this. And we didn't need this. We already know Becky versus Shayna is definitely happening. We're not positive what's happening for SmackDown right now. Even if I say what what I think is happening, we're not positive. There's several routes they can go. So you now you're making it even more difficult for SmackDown to make make it known what's going to happen. Now you gave Raw the women's elimination chamber. I mean, there could be two women's elimination chambers. We don't there's nothing saying there can't be, except for annoyed-ass fans who can't... Oh, we can only have two Elimination Chambers. If we do three, that's far too many. Let me, let me go cry about it. How dare they have three matches of one of the same kind on one show? That's too many. Uh, I guess they can only have three singles matches on one show now. Or they can't have three. They can only have two one-on-one matches from now on. On every show, we can only have two one-on-one matches, two tag team matches, two triple threat matches, two fatal four-ways, two fatal five-ways, two six-pack challenges, two battle royals. Can't have more than two. Has to have only two. It's like, how many times do we see five one-on-one matches on a show? I think we saw that last night on TakeOver. It's only if a cage is involved. People get pissed off about it. It's not like it's freaking lethal lockdown. Or lockdown. It's not like every match is in it. Would be nice to have at least one title match in the chamber. Not two contender matches. That's what I'm saying. Because right now we're going to have two contender matches. One one for The Fiend and one for Becky. When we know 100% that Shayna's going to win, 
There's no drama in this match whatsoever. No drama. There's at least there there's at le- there would at least be a question in a SmackDown Chamber match, women's Chamber match, because I mean Bailey could retain, Naomi could win, Sasha could win. There are multiple outcomes there that could happen, cause, just because we simply don't know. This Shayna wins. That's it. You, if you wanted Shayna to win the chamber to get to Becky, she should have just been a surprise entrance. Like, just have five people, or maybe even six people, and have Shayna attack someone and take the spot. Because now, you made it known last week exactly who Becky's challenger is. And now you're just making her go through the chamber for funsies. Wait, you're wasting the entire match on a story that doesn't need it. I mean, for fuck's sake, the riots, nobody from the riot squad is winning this match. Natalia's not winning this match. Asuka's not winning this match. Like, seriously, you have Shayna Baszler, who just bit a freaking chunk out of Becky's neck last week, or at least we're supposed to believe that. And you have Asuka, who just lost to Becky twice. Natalia, who lost to Becky at SummerSlam. Liv and Ruby, who are fighting each other. And Sarah Logan is also here. Reportedly. So, you're, this isn't a complete waste. Like, unless they did something interesting with this, like, If for some reason Shayna, like, went in first and just eliminated all five of them really quick, and, like, so much so that, like, she made them, like, release people from the pods, like, before they were supposed to, or, like, busted them out herself, and, like, beat them in, like, less than ten minutes, and then they did a third chamber match, and then, like, like, that might be interesting... They wouldn't do that. That might that might at least be interesting, though. And it wouldn't wear people down with the fact that there's three elimination chambers, because that makes it more of a story, more of a story than a match. Like she would go in there first, and she would just beat live more, beat Sarah Logan in four seconds, and then. Uh, she would demand someone else come out and then just beat that person in quick fashion. And she would just keep demanding people get released immediately and just beat them all quickly. And she might struggle with Asuka for a minute, for, for a few minutes. But everyone else she would beat quickly. Just have them pass out to her move. 
that might be interesting. Like, that's maybe the only way to salvage it and ha also have two women's chambers. That could be, like, maybe that's just me, too. I mean, it could just be me. <laughs> Which it very well could be. Uh, but that's my, that's, like, my one idea that <laughs> would make it at least interesting. really nothing else I'd want to talk about. Randy beat Matt Hardy and attacked him and shit. Uh, that sermon thing happened. I don't think anything came of it. Except for uh, Rollins is apparently going to make everyone who doesn't agree with him force them to, basically. So basically, he's just, like, you know, fascist. But, whatever. That's not here, there, and there. So, now, now that the Women's Elimination Chamber is happening on Raw, and assuming there isn't a second one, now what? Now, I mean, that complicates things. I just, I'm not sure. I mean, they could have a contenders match for the women, like, like maybe a fatal four-way contenders match for a SmackDown women's title on Elimination Chamber instead of having a chamber match. It's like, okay, that could happen. They could they could have Naomi, Carmella, Lacey, and Sasha, and then so many wins. I don't know. Maybe maybe Bailey just defends against Naomi and Carmella in the triple threat match, and whoever wins, I don't know. Bailey retains or Naomi wins. I still don't think Bailey's gonna lose before WrestleMania. I don't, I not I'm not really sure what's gonna happen now. Uh I don't think Bailey's going to lose before WrestleMania. And if they're not doing a chamber match, I I don't know. I don't Nothing, no path in my head to Bailey versus Sasha without a chamber match. I'm not a big fan of it. No, like, I don't, like, there is ways. But the chamber was the best way. Because now it's, now it's different. I mean, maybe it's just different because I'm, I was looking at something in my head for two months. And now that's not happening in that fashion. Maybe it's just that. But Carmel Carmela and Naomi are like okay. I don't think Bailey's losing before WrestleMania. On one hand. Naomi and Carmela are not getting multiple title matches and, and then having another one at WrestleMania. So that means neither of them are winning. 
They're either going to win before WrestleMania, or they're not. They're not going to have a match last last Friday, and then Naomi's going to have another one. I'm going to have one on Super Showdown. She doesn't win. Maybe you have that triple threat match. They're not going to win that either. Just for the simple fact that I don't think Bailey's going to lose before WrestleMania. They don't get another title match. At some point, you stop getting title matches. Like... Okay, so Bailey would beat somebody in that triple threat match. She wouldn't beat the other person, but you do, just because she didn't beat that person doesn't or pin that person doesn't mean that person gets another match. It's not it's not how it works. They had they both had a title match. That's their last chance. If they don't win, they don't then go to WrestleMania. You don't get another. You can't keep having the same title match going to WrestleMania. You can't have. Bailey versus Naomi here, or Bailey versus Carmella here, and then have that same match at WrestleMania. You can't do that. Because you just did that. It's not interesting anymore. You need something big. Something you haven't seen. If you've seen one of those, like, a month or so before WrestleMania, why the fuck did you not just wait? So, if Bailey versus Naomi happens at Super Showdown, which I assume that it is, when you're not getting that at Mania... Because that would require, there's no reason for it. You you saw it already. Which at that point then leaves only Sasha because everyone else on SmackDown. There's no one else. Like I've been saying the whole time, there is nobody else. So if Bailey has the title after Elimination Chamber. There is no one else besides Sasha, but then is this works so much better with a betrayal. And I'm, I would have, and like by betrayal, I mean like before the match, before even this match would even get announced. Like it would be so much better that way. Like, I know I've been saying you only need four weeks. You only need four weeks for this story. Which is true because you have so much history there to begin with. But I would like there to be a spark to it. To start it off right. Sasha could just be like, hey, Bailey, I would, I, you've beat everybody besides me. You could do that. I just think it could be better than just doing that. Like, I don't... I mean, Sasha could win contendership. She could. I just... I like the her being betrayed by Bailey, and then that leading to the match happening. I think that's a lot better. It's a lot easier to happen, so... I don't know. At this point, I don't... I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It's just I'm not as much of a fan of that being the route they take. Like, let's see. Uh, I thought for a second... Now, this isn't going to happen. This is me just, like, 
spouting out random ideas. This is definitely not something that's going to happen. But I, th- I, I was toying around with the idea. Maybe Lacey's going to be like, you know, I didn't actually knock you over or something, Sasha. I didn't injure you. It wasn't me. And then she's going to show us the recording because we didn't see how Sasha got hurt. We're going to, uh, and then that she bring up videotape and, uh, show that Bailey had actually done it for some reason. And Bailey had just been right there and then, uh, uh, defend her against Lacey. But this definitely isn't going to be something that happens because Lacey would have denied it from the start. I mean, she would have said something. Obviously, she, there is no way, there's no way that Lacey didn't actually do whatever the fuck that it was. Although if this does happen, I am taking a hundred percent credit and I will say, I will gladly tell you that I told you so, but no, there, there, that's not actually happening. Uh, uh, I was thinking Another thing that they could do, they could do, maybe they could do a, like a gauntlet match at Chamber for the title. And then maybe Bailey loses like partway through. And then she go, she freaks out, but then Sasha wins. Ultimately, like Naomi beats Bailey, but then uh, Sasha beats Naomi and ends up with the title at the end. Sasha will be the champion. Naomi wouldn't have a claim to it because she didn't win the match. Sasha won the match, and Bailey was the former champion. There you go. Uh, there's, I mean, Naomi, just because Naomi pit Bailey in that match doesn't mean Naomi gets a title match. She lost. She lost the match. She lost her opportunity. Everyone had an equal opportunity to win that match, and she did not win. So uh, there, there'd be no reason for her to do that, to get another match. But again, that w- but that would require Bailey to lose before WrestleMania, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, uh, don't really know if I have any other ideas but right now. But uh, yeah, that's just I I don't I really don't like. The idea that they just threw the raw threw the women's chamber over to Raw for no reason. They they had a perfectly good actual build for a SmackDown women's chamber to actually happen. You had challengers, you had multiple people gunning for Bailey, and then now you just have six random women for Raw going for contendership when we all know that Shayna is winning that already. These three weeks are not going to go by quickly enough. I can bear I can barely stand it. I'm at the point of like screaming internally. Anytime I see 
someone suggesting that something else is going to happen besides the match that I want. And I want to stay off of social media, but I can't do that. I'm not capable of doing that. I can do it for a few hours, but I, and like to avoid spoilers for a show, but I, I can't stay off of it for three weeks. That'll never happen. So I, I'm trying to like, like, I don't go to people with opposing opinions and then yell at them. Like, I don't do that. That's not my thing. Like, I don't, I'm not here. To, I'm not going to start unnecessary drama on social media. It's like, obviously they're allowed their opinions. They're allowed what to want what they want. Obviously. It's just like, why? Why do I have like the, there are plenty of sim- simple paths to either match that we're kind of expecting at this point. Watch it be someone else entirely. Watch Nia Jack show up and ruin everything. I will literally throw a sheep at someone. Like an actual sheep, not like the jokes that I make in fantasy hockey chat. Actual sheeps will be thrown. Sheeps. Sheep. If it's if if Nia Jack shows up out of the blue. Uh I, I don't know. It's just it's just gonna be three weeks of agony. And I I really I'm I'm so tired of it already. Like, they were doing so well of both building a chamber match that made sense besides just, oh, we need a challenger, let's throw six people in. Like, this one actually had a, would have had a, a decent story. They were doing a good job of building that and also annoying the fuck out of me at the same time. And now we're probably not even getting that. So, I don't know what to tell you. I hate the agony of not knowing. But all the reasons that I said that this ma- that I think this match is happening that I want, they're all still there. And just because there isn't going to be or is presumably not going to be a SmackDown Women's Chamber, that doesn't change that. That just means the route they get there is different. So until... They tell me otherwise. This match is still 100% possible. And all the reasons that I said that it should happen and why I think they're going to happen, all of those reasons, they're all still 100% valid. Just because the match that I thought we were that was going to get us there isn't going to happen. They, that they, There's other ways to get there. So, we're just going to have to wait and find out. And hope they do the right thing. Until then, that's that's enough for this week's episode. So, we'll, I'll see you next week. Later.